Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Because it was the whole death, burial, and resurrection surmise, so so small, in just a small amount. But and I said this would be wonderful for our children to read and just to not just for them but for us all. Because a lot of times we know we know because we've seen it all our, all of our lives and we've heard it all of our lives. But we all need to be reminded of just what happened that he did it just for us thank God thank God where would we be if it wasn't for the death burial and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ I bless the Lord for pastors Gardner being with us this morning such an honor such an honor amen anointed man and woman of God Amen. And we'll hear from them at the end of the service. I know they'll say they probably don't want to say anything, but we'll hear from them at the end of the service. Amen. Years ago, there was a, a, a movie that was in the theaters, and I'm certain most of us remember it. It was called The Passion of the Christ. Remember that? That was one hard movie for me to watch because it was so explicit in in showing the brutal, brutal death that Jesus suffered. It was, I mean, it was explicit, the, the scourging, the, 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 and I think they come, what they scourged him with was this, and I forget what it's called, but it was a, a, a metal thing, and then it had hooks on it, as were, that were hooked into the flesh and ripped the flesh out. The Bible describes how Jesus was beaten beyond recognition how he was beaten beyond recognition and and the 12 hours the movie basically covered the 12 hours from um, the 12 hours before Jesus's death and that's known as the passion it's known as the passion it, it started with the agony in the garden of Gethsemane it showed G- Judas's um, betrayal and it showed how he was scourged and it showed it was just it was so not just heart rending it was soul rending because he did it just for us it showed the crucifixion it showed his death and then it showed briefly showed his resurrection because if it wasn't for the resurrection there would have been no need for the death if it had not been for the resurrection it would not have been a need for the death. Amen. So we're blessing the Lord this morning. We're celebrating the not only the death, but the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You all know for the last ooh, month, month and a half, Bishop, we've been talking about unconditional love. And we've been talking about sacrificial love, just what it is. And we've seen that sacrificial love and unconditional love, which is synonymous, it goes beyond our own selves. We're willing to deny ourselves 
We're willing to deny ourselves for somebody else. And what greater example was unconditional love was that the Father gave us the Son. And the Son gave his life, Brother Kofi, just so that we can, be, can come and become members of the family of God. Right. A lot of times we think of, when we say the family of God, we think about, um, thank you, we think about um, church family. But we've been birthed into something so much bigger, so much bigger than just a church family. Amen. We've been birthed into the family of God. And I think sometimes, and I, I, I must admit, I'm, I'm the first one to, to admit. Sister Katrina, that's fine. I'm, I'm the first one to admit that growing up in the church, I did not see the vastness of the family of God. Are we understanding? Or of the vastness of the family to which I was birthed into. I saw the church. I was in from a large church, relatively, and I, I I did not really grasp the concept that the body of Christ is worldwide. Amen. That the body of Christ is worldwide. That it's not just the people that I know. You understand what I'm saying? Or the churches that we go to visit. But God's got people everywhere. I've seen it. I, I saw it even more so. I saw it even more so when we moved abroad, when we lived abroad. People, they, they may look like us, some of them, and some of them don't. But, but, and even, let me tell you something I learned. Some of their uh, cultural things, we would send somebody to hell for we would send some people to hell for but that's culture it taught me to accept the body of Christ as the body of Christ and let God deal with his body amen and what it really taught me some things I thought was you go to hell for you ain't going to hell for <laughs> you understand what I'm saying <laughs> anyway that's another whole story there but I've learned that the family of God has characteristics, all right? I'm from a very large family. There were 12 children. We're 10 now. And, but most of us have characteristics. If you see my sisters, you'll know pretty much related. Some complexion may be a little lighter than others. But you know one of our one of our characteristics we have high cheekbones. And it's it's you'll know my sisters if you see us. You understand what I'm saying? And we have a lot of characteristics like our mother and some like our father. There are family characteristics. And we can tell them because they've gone down to the grandchildren, to our, to our children, to our grandchildren. And even we're seeing some of it in the great-grandchildren. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Those are family characteristics. But in the family of God, their characteristics, Michelle, their characteristics. And we've been talking about 
the main characteristic of the family of God for these last couple weeks, few last couple months almost, and that is love. That is love. And where I, I want to go today is, yes, we saw the movie, the, the Passion of the Christ, but I want to talk this morning about a family characteristic called compassion. The compassion of the Christ. The compassion of the Christ. Bishop Ed taught last week what doing what pleases God. And as he taught under the anointing last week of the Holy Spirit, I sat there and I was taking my notes and I heard him say something. He gave a definition of compassion that said compassion is to be moved from the heart to relieve others from their burden and need. We're moved from the heart. It's not just to look at something and see, oh man, that's so bad. They, they really going through. Mm -mm. That's sympathy. But compassion and empathy are, are two, are, are very similar in that Compassion is not just to see it and feel sorry, but be moved from the heart to help that individual. Compassion involves allowing ourselves to be moved by suffering and experiencing the motivation to help alleviate and to prevent it. What can we do to help somebody else? If someone doesn't have clothes or someone wears the same size shoes that I wear and they don't have but one pair and I have 25 or more and, and, I, and they wear the same size that I have and I leave mine in my closet and know that the, the bottom is falling out, where is my compassion? Do you understand? Or either I pick out the worst ones. I give them the worst. I, I just don't believe we should give people things that we don't want. You understand? Or that, that we've gotten all the good out of. And then you give it away. You understand? No. If, if it's good enough for you, it's good enough for them. I, 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 let me get to my lesson. But let me just say this. I've learned, and I'm just sticking this in here. I've learned this. And this is something, and, and the Holy Ghost taught me this. Wherever you go, you leave better than when you got there as children of God good example we in a store you drop something or you knock it down off the rack reach down and pick it up oh but they got people in there that that's what they hire somebody told me this one time they said well that if, if I did that then they wouldn't have a job but you make other people's job better you make other people's lives better that goes back to doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's called compassion. You have a buggy, you have a shopping cart. They have places, oh, but it's all the way down row four. Okay, but why would, why would we as the children of God, why would we leave our buggy up here for somebody to have to walk sometime in the rain to walk all around the shopping cart, shopping center to go get our buggy when we as the children of God can just simply take it and put, I haven't gotten to my lesson yet, and take it and put it back so that it makes somebody else's life better. 
praise God. Compassion. Compassion is often regarded as being sensitive to the emotional aspects of the suffering of others. It's most part of their way to relieve the physical, the mental, or emotional pains of others and for themselves. Our Father, our Father, is a compassionate God. If we look in the Old Testament and see that God was compassionate, we'll see that God was compassionate. And there are so many, many scriptures that speaks of his compassion, that speaks of his compassion. If we look in Psalms 78 and 38, it says, but in the NIV, it says, but he being full of compassion forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yea, many a time he turned he his anger away and did not stir up his wrath. He's talking about the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt. How many times that these children of Israel, God gave them a pattern. They gave him every, he gave them food. He gave them water. He gave, he put a cloud over them to keep the sun from burning. And he gave them fire by night in order to lead them in the dark. But still, because they didn't have things their way, they would rebel against God. And, but still, look what the word says. He sa it says he was full of compassion. He forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. He could have, and one time he even threatened to. He told Moses, I'm going to kill them all. Kill all of them. Kill them all. Kill them all. And I'm going to raise up another family unto you. I'm going to raise because he, he's God. He could have done it. But then Moses talked to him and said, well, now, if you do, then the people going to say you couldn't. Sometimes we have, to talk, we have to speak to God and just talk to him like we're talking to a friend. Amen. But then the word still says, it says, many times, many a time turned he his anger away and did not stir up his wrath. Because what? He's full of compassion. Psalms 145 and 8 says, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. He's slow to anger. Why is it that the Lord doesn't could just cut us off? How many of us in here, who, how should I say this? Who in here, if it wasn't for the love and compassion of the Father, would not be sitting up in here today? I'll start with me. I'll start with me. Nothing but the love and compassion that God has shown towards me. Isaiah, the 30th chapter in the 18th verse, it says this. Yet the Lord longs. And when I read this, I said, oh, my God. It says he longs, he longs to be gracious to you. God wants to be gracious to us. It's not, and it didn't even say he just wants to be gracious. It said, what? He longs. How many of us have ever longed for something? <coughs> Pardon me, please. He longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion. He longs to be gracious for us. He, <laughs> I'm this kind of person. My husband says, I, I, if, I, if I like something, I'm going to keep eating it until I, till I have enough. All right? Oh, lately, I have been wanting chicken foot soup. So I've been making chicken foot soup. I, yes, I'll make it some, bring somebody house one day. <laughs> good eating, good eating. Jamaican. And 
I, it's almost, it's almost, I've just wanted chicken foot soup. So I'd say in the last month, I know I've made three or four pots. And when I make a pot, I make a big pot and just kind of eat off it three or four days a week for the weekend. And I'm done with it for that week. And the next week, maybe hit me again, I go make another pot. You understand what I'm saying? But it's, it's, yes, chicken foot. You cut the nails off. But anyway, that's all right. But it's been, it, it, I've longed to have it. Because I don't get a lot of Jamaican cooking like I got when I was in Jamaica. You understand? Sometimes I just long to have it. But this is, that's not just wanting. I may want uh, 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 a mango or, you know, understand, something like that. But uh, that'll brush away. But to long for something means you strongly desire it. And so God, the word tells us that God longs to be gracious to us. That's a powerful scripture. He said, therefore, he will, uh, he will rise up to show you compassion. He longs to show us his goodness. He longs to show us his graciousness. So he rises up to show us compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait on him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. That blessed me. Because this is my our Father's heart toward us. He wants to be compassionate for us, towards us. He, that's what you call love. That's what you call love. A lot of times people will think, even, even say folks, because I've been here, God knows. We think, goodness, who really loves me? You know, we can think sometimes who really loves us. But one thing is certain. One thing is certain. We have a father who loves us unconditionally. Unconditionally. We don't always get it right. He wants us to now. We don't always get it right. But regardless of what, he longs to be gracious to us. As great as he is, as great as he is, I can understand what, where, where, where the writer would say, what is man? What is man that thou art are mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou would, would visit him? You made, he made us lower than angels, but yet he crowned us with glory. What kind of God is this that we're serving? Hallelujah, Jesus. And you know what? He loves us so much. We know that John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. But then 3.17, But God sent not his Son, I didn't give that to you, his Son into the world to condemn the world. He didn't send Jesus as righteous as he was. Think about it. He didn't send Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. What kind of love is this? My God, have mercy, Jesus. And when Jesus came, you know what he said? He said this. I'm not going to be as long as I normally am, but he said this. He said, "Go to look at John 5 and 19. I'm just going through this. I'm going through. John 5 and 19 said this. Jesus gave them an answer. He said this, Verily, 
No, he said, very truly, I tell you, this is in the NIV, the son can do nothing of himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son does also. We're talking about family, aren't we, Brother Peter? We're talking about family traits. What the father could do, what the, the, what the father did, the son also did the same thing family traits. How is it that the father, the son was able to do what the father did? He said, the, he said, Jesus said, I only do those things that I see my father do. Only. I cook the way I saw my mama cook. I fold towels, Bishop, the way I saw my mama fold towels. Are we understanding? Certain things we do is based on how we were raised, what we were shown, or how you understand what we do. Some things I do in church because of how I was raised in church a long time ago, from, 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 from here. Some things we do because of family traits. Are we under traditions? Amen. Some of the, and all traditions aren't bad, but it's just the way we did it. When I moved to South Carolina, I had never heard of, of washing grits. We didn't wash grits. You boil the water, then you put the grits in. I came, I saw Bishop washing grits. I said, goodness. But then, you know how I cook grits now? I wash grits now because I learned a better way. But Jesus came. He did what the Father, he was in the family business. And he did what he saw the father do all right bishop said something last week he said compassion which is which is to be moved from the heart is to be moved from the heart to relieving of his burden is nothing but love and action it puts hands and feet and feet to our emotions it's love and action are we understanding so now here jesus came because the people were not able to keep the law. God, they couldn't do it. They just couldn't do it. They couldn't do it because of what was on the inside of them. But Jesus came so that we could be birthed inside of the family of God. So here we are. Here we are. We had a compassionate father. Now we see a compassionate Savior doing the same thing. I want y'all to follow me here. I'm going somewhere. All right, we see here in, he in Hebrews, the fourth chapter, in the 15th verse, it says, for we, have, we do not have a high priest who's unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. He was holy. He was holy. God was holy. His son is holy. The family business. All right, can we see it? Then Luke, the fourth chapter, then 
18th and the 19th verses, Jesus stood in the temple and he quoted from Isaiah, the 61st chapter. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Here Jesus was announcing, he was still young, but here he was announcing, I hope y'all are following me this morning. Here he's announcing his natural and his spiritual purpose for coming to earth. He would heal those who were blind, who were blind, who people who couldn't see. He would free people from addictions and, and destruction, and destructive behaviors. But more importantly, he would bring spiritual freedom to sin-sick souls. Shame would be broken and the bondage that Satan had on us would be cast away. This is purpose right here. That's the family business. That's what God would do. So holiness, and so now this is what Jesus has come to do. And he's telling them from young, this is what I come for. This is what I come And the Bible said he closed the book. So here today is this, this scripture fulfilled in He closes the book. In Matthew chapter 14, we find where Herod killed John the Baptist. This, this passage, this one really got me. This one got to me. It said, we find where Jer uh, Herod killed John the Baptist and, and Jesus' disciples took the body, John the Baptist's body, and they took and buried it and went and told Jesus about what had happened. But when Jesus heard what happened, he left by ship and went into a, a, into a desert place, the Bible says, away from everyone. But when the people heard where he was, they came out of the cities from wherever they were, and they, they were and followed to where Jesus was. Now, John the Baptist had been killed. These people had been following John. They didn't know anything about Jesus, Pastor, because Jesus was just coming on the scene. Remember, John said, I got decreased, but he must increase. So John is decreased. Now he's gone. So now the people, look, and, and, and look, 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 look. First, first, Matthew 14, because both of the same account is in both places, in Matthew and in Mark. But it said in, in Matthew that Jesus went forth and saw the great multitude and was what? Moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. God help us. Mark, the sixth chapter in the 34th verse. Mark wrote the same th about the same thing the same account but it said this and this is what touched me and Jesus when he came out he saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them because they were as sheep having no shepherd and he began to teach them anything now remember the people were going out into the wilderness to hear John the Baptist but now John is not dead. And so they, what we going to do? What, 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 who going to teach us? And they just going around. Just imagine sheep. Just scattered. 
because the shepherd, you, in the word time, you cut the head off. The sheep were scattered. The people were scattered. The sheep were scattered. So here John has gone to the people. Look at what the word says. Because they were as sheep not having a shepherd. But because of his compassion, it says this, and he began to teach them many things. Do you realize to have when you have compassion on people, it takes time? It's a sacrifice often of our time. It's not just here, let me give you this and here. Because sometimes people just need to talk. They're not even looking for an answer. They already know what to do. Sometimes they just need to talk. Sometimes they need to know that somebody's in the fight with them. We're ministers. God has called us to purpose. Every one of us who names the name of Christ is a minister. Those of you who are online, if you know Jesus, you're a minister of the Lord Jesus Christ. God has called us to purpose. And we, sometimes we have to just stop and say, hey, I'm here for you. Don't even have to say that. Just be there for them. Some of the hardest trials I've had to experience in my life, I, did, I didn't even want to talk about it sometimes. Couldn't talk about it. But sometimes I just had somebody come sit and just sit with me. Sometimes we just need people to just come sit with us. Sometimes we need to just somebody, one, uh, uh, one of the saints called me this week and I was thinking they wanted something. Oh, I was just calling to check on you. Y'all don't know how far that goes. This has been a very heavy week for me. Very, very heavy. But I bless God. We are ministers. It's not enough for us just to come. Come to church and we hear and we see it, we look okay, all of us look, y'all look good to me. Every one of you look good, good to me. But I promise you, if I give any one of you this mic, it'll be a different story. Every one of us has a story. All of us are going through something. If you're not going through something today, get up in the morning, it will be your day. Just by virtue of the fact that we're moving through this life, we're going through trials. We need each other. We need each other. And we need each other not just to come and find out, so what's your business? <laughs> we need each other. To, we need, I need to feel your heart for me. You need to feel my genuine heart for you. Jesus saw these people who were moving as they had no shepherd at all, just going all over, but just loss but the word says he began to teach them many things it's not pastor yes I am but doesn't mean there's nothing you can't teach me sometimes you can just come and say hey pastor just settle it's okay it'll be okay it's gonna be okay everybody needs people we're not in this thing alone we're not in this alone but a lot of times we can feel alone if when we see an individual Two things can cause us to feel alone. We can see an individual. And then I shut up, as the word calls it, my bowels of compassion and not go to help. That's one. It would leave that person in the state that they're in. And the other thing is when someone, when the, even the Holy Spirit can send someone to come to help. And because we're so... Mm, mm, 
to say the word that I don't want to say the word damaged, but because we're so skeptical, let me say it that way. We won't even receive the help that God sends. That can be a two way. Are we understanding? Sometimes we've been so hurt. Sometimes we've just been so hurt that we're scared. We're scared. But we've got to realize God knows what we need and he'll put people in our lives to love us and to love on us. And so sometimes we got to sometimes, I'm this kind of person. I can't swim. I, I, I can float. I can stay on top of the water. I couldn't save myself if I'm drowning. I can't do that. So when we go to the beach, I'm like this. When we go to the pool, I'm like this. I'll put my foot, see how the water is. Ooh, it's too cold. So then, even I, when I was taking swimming lessons, or if we go to the beach, so I, I'll go to the pool. I'll get, when I was going to the Y to do uh, water, water aerobics, okay? When I was going. I, heard, I, I know y'all heard that. But anyway, um, so I would get in the pool and I'd step down one step and just stay like this for a minute. Then I step down the next step. I'm going somewhere with this, I hope. I'm step down. And so we would get, when I, I get here and just stay for a little while till I got used to that. Even if it takes that. So eventually I'd go in and then I still didn't want it to come all the way up so I'd stand on my toes so that it wouldn't get to my chest. Y'all understand what I'm saying? You understand, don't you? I know you do. <laughs> just So I'm standing like this, as opposed to just doing this, whoosh, and just get it over with. And just get it over with. So this is how we treat people sometimes. We deal with them like this. We just put our foot out there just a little bit. I'm going to see if they really love like they say they do. Sometimes we may have to do, well, put your foot out there. Don't just stay on the bank of the water and wish to get in because it just might be that the Lord has answered your prayer and sending help for you. Are we understanding? Are we understanding? Jesus was moved with compassion. And then later that evening, after he sat down, and the Bible says he sat down and taught them many things, so they were, talk, they were talking a long time. So then later that evening, the disciples came to Jesus and said, you, you need to send them away, send them home. He said, because... They need to go get some food for themselves. The disciples didn't have enough for them. There was lots of folks there. And then here we see again where Jesus was moved with compassion. And him being moved with compassion, he, he, he asked, remember the story of the two fishes and the five loaves of bread? Same story, same passage. He said, Is there anybody got any food? And there was one little boy who had, what, two fishes and five loaves of bread. There is a song that I learned years, years, years ago. It says, little becomes much when you place it in the master's hand. Every one of us have been gifted with something. Everybody. Whether it's to sing beautifully, been gifted with something a lot of times we say we hear this and I hear it so much I don't know what my gift is what do you like to do what's something you like to do what you like to do what 
are you comfortable doing? What are you comfortable doing? Are you comfortable working, feeding the poor? Are you comfortable in prayer? Are you comfortable greeting people and smiling and making them feel comfortable? We don't see it. All of that's ministry. We don't see that all of that's ministry. See, because if people don't greet people, I, I promise you this. Let somebody new come to this church and you somebody in the back. I can be smiling, whatever, but somebody in the back, or Bishop can be smiling back there. When they come in the door, what you doing here? They won't come back. Because the person who's saying, welcome, the person who's saying, welcome, is just as important all part of the ministry of Jesus. There are no big, big people, big gifts and little gifts in Christ. We're members of the same family. We're members of the same body. But the word tells us that Jesus sets members in the body as it pleases him. As it pleases. It's his body. So he sets them as it pleases him. Are we understanding? Let, let me go on. Let me go on. So here, when Jesus saw the, he, he saw, he blessed, he simply blessed the two fishes and the five loaves of bread, and they fed the people. The people were fed. As Bishop said, compassion is the hands and feet of love. The hands and the feet of love. Mark, the first chapter, the 40th and 41st verse says, A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees. He said this, this man said, If you are willing, you can make me clean. What he's saying, you can heal me if you will. If you want to, you can do it. So then what happens here? Jesus was indignant. He reached out his hand and touched the man. And this is what Jesus said, I am willing. I know you can if you will. And sometimes that's how people feel about us. I know you can, but you don't want to. You want him prayed for me. That's what people feel. It's not always about giving me, giving people stuff. I've known of rich people jumping off of buildings. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Poor people jump off of buildings. Because everybody needs the same thing. All of us in here, we want to be loved. And we want somebody to love. We want somebody to be kind to and somebody to be kind to us. We want somebody to be compassionate to and we want to be compassionate to somebody. Those are our needs. Those are basic needs. Everybody wants this. So it doesn't matter how much money is in your bank account. It doesn't matter how much where you live or the size of your nor the size of your house. All of us need the same thing and want the same thing. So he here this man is saying, I know you'll heal me if you will. If you will. He taught them, Jesus taught them spiritual things. He was moved, was still moved with compassion about them. They had no food to eat. He still was moved. He could have easily said, let them go on home. Mm -mm. 
but he blessed them. He did something about the problem. In Matthew 20, we see the two blind men sitting on the roadside. <laughs> this, this one right here touched me. Sitting on the roadside, and the disciples, Jesus and the disciples were leaving uh, Jericho, and there was a large crowd that was following them. And when Jesus heard, when the men heard the, that Jesus was passing by, they cried out to him. And, 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 and they asked, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. And look what happened in Matthew, the 20th chapter, 32nd and 34th to the 34th. The Bible says that Jesus stopped and called them. Sometimes we're too busy being who we are to stop, to stop help other folks or we're too busy who we are being who we are and, and our caught so caught up in our own lives natural lives that we forget that we need to always be sensitive to the spirit because the Holy Spirit is always talking he's always alive he never goes to sleep so if there is a need and you're there, even if it's a stranger, he'll, he, if, if we're sensitized to the spirit, he will tell us what to do. But we, we're too often too busy in the go, 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 go. Here, no, 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 got to do, 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 do. We're too busy that we can't stop. But the Bible says Jesus stopped and called them. What do you, they didn't even ask him at first, can you hear this? He's asking for mercy. Ask them for mercy. And the Bible says this. It says, he, and he, they answered him. They said, Lord, we want our sight. And the, and the 34th verse said, Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. And immediately, immediately, they received their sight. And you know what it says this? Look at, look at that scripture. They received their sight and did what? Follow Jesus. How many times are there people who we show compassion that we're able to win to Christ? That scripture, that one, that one right there jumped out at me. They showed, Jesus showed them compassion. He took care of their need. And then what? They started, they became followers of Jesus. We've looked at a compassionate father. We've looked at our compassionate savior. And now, being in this family of God that we are, God wants compassionate people. He wants compassionate children. <sighs> we have been charged to do the same thing that Jesus has done. The same thing. Colossians 3 and 12 tells us, Therefore, God, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion. Clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Clothe yourself. He didn't tell me to clothe you. You clothe yourself. Just as the people were walking around like a sheep with no shepherd, 
That's the same thing that's happening now. Folks don't know Jesus. People in church don't know Jesus. We know this. We know all about the dun 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 in the shop. We know that. But there's no real relationship. I'm not saying everybody. God knows that's not true. But we need real Jesus. We, but we need to see real Jesus. We need to see real Jesus. We need to see real love. We need to see real love. Jesus didn't save us and just take us right to heaven. He could have. But that wasn't how this thing was going to work. He's left us here so that we now are his hands and feet in the earth. The same way the Father showed compassion, Jesus showed compassion, now we are supposed to show compassion. Hallelujah, Jesus. Clothe yourself in compassion. Clothes covers flesh. Covers flesh. None of our flesh that's not sanctified is pretty. Understand what I mean? I'm talking about character. Our character, if it ain't holy, it is not pretty. Mine ain't pretty and yours ain't either. But clothing ourselves with compassion. This is the instructions that we've been given. We must be, look at that scripture. Clothe yourselves with compassion and kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Is this not the same character of Christ? Was this not the same character of Christ? So now, we have been given the Holy Spirit to make sure that we are capable now to clothe ourselves with compassion. The Spirit of God now dwells on the inside of us. We have the power to live holy. We have the power to love. And loving is not just when I feel good, church. Loving is not when everything is everything. Is everything. I'm full of love all the time. Jesus loved on the cross. He loved when they scourged him. He loved when they beat him. I was listening to one of the ladies, young ladies read this morning. They beat him with rods. They beat him. They beat him till he was unrecognizable. That was love in action. But a lot of times when we feel everything got to be everything, everything got to be smooth and right for us to show up. No, 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 no. As he is, so are we now in this world. 1 Peter 3 says this. Finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, and be compassionate and humble. This is our character. This is what we're supposed to do, Pastor. This is how we're supposed to live. When we get up in the mornings, ask the Holy Spirit, lead me, guide me throughout this whole day. 
so that I can be love in action. When somebody who comes across my path needs to know who Jesus is, I can be your hands and your feet. I can be your hands and your feet. Jesus didn't just see the people and leave them in the same condition. The word tells us that he had compassion. He taught them things, but then he sat down and fed them. He fed them both naturally and spiritually. One of the secrets that enabled Jesus to do what the Father told him to do was that Jesus spent time with the Father. Church, we got to spend time with God. The more we pray, the more we fellowship with the Holy Spirit. The more we're in tune with God, the more sensitized we will be to the things of God. Spend time with Him. We need... We were at a, a seminar at Pastor Shane Walls Church a couple weeks ago, last weekend actually, and he said, you want to hear God? He said, slow down. He said, busy, 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 and I'm paraphrasing, is the way things go in the world. But slow down so you can hear him. Spend time with him. Spend time. Prayer is a vital element to our continuing the Jesus ministry. Prayer is a vital element, church. We got to pray. We got to be in the Word. We got to add up more fasting because this flesh has to die. Slow down. He'll lead us, He'll commune with us more, He'll guide us. The more we fellowship and commune with the Father, the more sensitive we'll be to what he wants us to do. Amen? The compassion of the Christ. That's what we should have. The same compassion that Jesus had is the compassion that every one of us should have. When we leave out of here, even before we leave out of here, sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I'm charging us. And if you're not sensitive, ask him. Help me to be more sensitive to you. Make me more sensitive. Make me more sensitive. Let me lay aside stuff that's breaking off my sensitivity that's dulling my senses let me break off things because God I want to hear you I want to know you anybody here want to know him you want to know him he's extended his, his scepter to us he's extended his heart to us let me say this to you God ain't mad at us gracious he longs to be gracious to us and he's full of compassion we messed up okay you messed up okay you messed up mm -hmm. but you ask him to forgive you he won't keep the record 
he doesn't keep records. But what he will do is he'll strengthen us with might in the inner man so we can get up and walk this race and show principalities and powers. He will, through us, show principalities and powers his manifoldness. Now he can take somebody that Satan used to just rip, run, and throw on one side to the other. But he'll take and he'll cause us to stand up strong in them. And we won't even know ourselves. Because we are the hands of God. And let me say this and I'm closing. It's not just for well, no, 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 let me say it this way. The Jesus ministry is not just for people with a title in front of their name. You all meet people I will never meet. I meet people you will never meet. So just like when, when he said, you're going to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, he wasn't just talking to people with a title. Where this is body, the body of Christ. You're called of God. You're special to him. You are just as special to him as I am. Every one of us. Don't think you're insignificant to God. Because just because you may not get up here and hold this, you may never do that. That may not be what your gifting is. But you're gifted in some things I'm not gifted in. So Holy Spirit, use me how you want to use me. Brother Melvin, Bishop brother in Bible study the other night, and I'm closing again, in Bible study the other night, he said this. He said there was a lady that attended the church that he attended. And he said what this lady would do, she would stand by the door. And every Sunday she'd greet people, call them back, get their names. She got to know everybody's name, Sister Michelle. And she even got their addresses and sent them letters to say, welcome, thank you so much for coming to church. And the people felt good about it. They came back. And they came back. She didn't, she didn't preach. She didn't preach from pulpit, I should say. But she shared the love of God. She had, she, he said she had the biggest smile and just welcomed people. And it made the people feel comfortable to come in and hear the word. One wouldn't see that as ministry. Even these young kids right here, they don't realize. They may not realize, but God wants them to minister also. These young people. Because they'll reach kids that I can't reach. All of us have somebody we've been assigned to reach in this world. It may not always be about coming up here to talk like this here. But every one of us have been called of God to do something for the kingdom. Everybody. And your calling is just as important as mine. My, let me cut my thumb off and see if I, can, if I can work it right. My thumb may not be my eye, but it's got a purpose for my body to function properly. Let's stand on my feet. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. We bless God for what he's done. I want us to leave here this day, this Resurrection Sunday, knowing I've got purpose. 
that I'm called of God. Some folks have been told since they were little that they never amount to anything, but the devil is a liar. We're called of God. Life sometimes has shot us some blows that have been so hurtful, but we're called of God still. And don't tell me God can't mend it. What did Jesus say? He come to bind up the brokenhearted and to set the captives free. Hallelujah, Jesus. I love the Lord this morning. Don't you love him? Come on, lift those hands right where you are. First of all, if there's someone here who does not know Jesus and the pardon of their sins, right where you are, you may be listening to this, this message online and you don't know him. I'm asking you right now. Or you may be away from God. You may feel that God is mad at you and that he no longer loves you. The enemy told you he doesn't love you. But I'm here to tell you this morning, God ain't mad at you. No, he's not. God loves you with an everlasting love. He longs to be gracious to you. He longs to show you his love. If there's anybody who doesn't know him as Lord and Savior, if you want to come and we can introduce him to you this morning, come at this time. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Even those of you who are online, if there's somebody there who hears the word this morning, and you want to rededicate your heart to the Lord. Come on, all of us, let's pray right now. Father, and even here in the audience, think about where we are. God, I want you to use me. Use me for your glory. I want to let my light shine. Whatever I've done to cover up the light, God, forgive me. But Lord, here I am today. We can move from here on. Lord, I believe you. Father, do it right now in the hearts of your people. You, God, see our hearts. You see my heart, Lord. Lord, I want to love you more. I want to love you and love people just like you did, Jesus. Help us this morning. Help us this morning. Help us today, Lord. Forgive us when we've fallen short. Forgive us where we've fallen short help us to be examples of who you are in the earth. We are your hands. We are your feet. And let us listen closely to us. Let our hearts be sensitized even more to your spirit so that we can walk and continue in that ministry, that Jesus ministry here on the earth. Thank you for the Holy Ghost that's living on the inside. Let us fellowship with him even more that we would know his voice we would know his voice and have a heart that's quick to obey. We bless you, Lord, this morning, God. We're your people, and we love you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us. It's in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Thank God. Amen. 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 Come on, put those hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, we can do better. Come on, let's tell the Lord thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the Lamb. Bless the Lamb. Saints, we're going to get this right. I believe that. I believe that. We are going to honor God. We are going to honor God. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. Bless the Lord. You may be seated in, the, in, the, in his presence. I want us to leave out of here today with a heart to serve. With a desire, Brother Peter, to serve. You know? With a mind to Darius to get up and do the work of the ministry. Amen. And not be so fearful. That makes sense. Fearful what people gonna say. Do they do people say? <laughs> I heard just recently that people say, huh, no, you can't minister to me. That just means you you did you don't minister to me. <laughs> okay, but if the Lord offers you, if 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 God offer or if someone offers you something that you know or, and you know the Lord has spoken that to you to do and they don't accept it, that's not on you. That's on them. They didn't want the gift. That's simple. On to the next one. <laughs> Amen. I bless the Lord for every one of you today. I really do. I really praise God for you. Hallelujah. It's giving time in the house. We're going to bless the Lord in our giving this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Since I bless God, I feel the presence of We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the Word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.